Sarah? Yes, Josh? Are we ready? I think so. Great. Before we begin, we here at the Puppet Pod would like to acknowledge and honor that this land where we are situated is on a portion of the Aboriginal territory of the Seneca people, and by extension, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. We pay respect to Seneca peoples, past, present, and future, and offer our care and gratitude to the land, water, and air. For more information, please visit the Seneca Art and Culture Center at Ganondagan in Victor, New York. That's G-A-N-O-N-D-A-G-A-N. Or online at www.ganondagan.org. Thank Thank you. you. Hello, my name is Koryu Nishikawa, and puppetry for me is within our life, and so in a way, it is life. Puppetry is hard. Because you push down your inner emotion and express your feeling through your fingers and through the puppet. And you might say puppetry is hard or painful, but that's in all storytelling, in all emotions. Um, And so... If it's a good puppeteer, you can make the puppet do much more than human actors. Or you can make the puppet look like a rock and do nothing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Puppet Pod. My name is Josh Rice, and with me... On this intrepid endeavor, as always, is my partner in crime, Sarah Stabley. Sarah, how are you today? I'm well. I just also want to put a little disclaimer in here that my neighbor is playing some pretty loud music. So if you hear it, just go along with it. Do a little dance. It'll be great. I gotta love a little underscore and beats to our podcast this evening. But Sarah, normally, you and I jibber jabber. We talk about snakes, possums, any sort of animal that is in our world, correct? Absolutely correct, yeah. But we can't jibber-jabber anymore. We're, we're actually graced with the presence of an incredible puppeteer, uh, a master puppeteer. And I don't use that word uh, lightly. He is an actual master puppeteer. He is the headmaster of Hachioji Kurama Ningyo, which is a cart puppet form in Japan, and he's going to tell us all about that today. I'm so thrilled to welcome uh, my teacher uh, and, I, I hope, my friend, Koryu Nishikawa the Fifth. Uh, ohayou gozaimasu. Ohayou gozaimasu. Sensei, thank you for coming today, and I also want to introduce our translator, who is also a puppeteer from Hachioji as well, Leo Ogawa. Hello. <laughs> so, Sensei, to start, how are you and how have you been during the pandemic? 
As, as everyone, our shows and rehearsals were all canceled, but slowly uh, things are starting to open up and we are doing some workshops for kids and also performance uh, with our uh, audience. And so slowly we are um, making work. Sensei, I know before COVID you were traveling and working all of the time. And you said you really never had to take a vacation. And now you've been forced to take a vacation. <laughs> so how, how has that been for you as someone who uh, works so much and enjoys traveling so much? What, is, what has it been like to be forced to stop? So, as uh, for Japan, around March, everything stopped and canceled. And in the beginning, I was a little bit, I didn't know what to do. There was a little bit of hesitation. And, you know, I always keep myself busy, and all of these rehearsals and shows were canceled. So there was a little bit of uh, confusion in the beginning. But there was a lot of shows that we were working on, like I'm not sh uh, like Josh and Tom Lee. Um, you know, we were working on a show based on Akutagawa. So I was actually making a lot of puppets. <laughs> and up to April, every day, you know, I was making making myself busy and working on building the puppets for the shows and actually because I worked uh, really hard I actually injured my wrist uh, so then I said maybe it's time to take it slow um, and so I, I I've never been this slow in my life in terms of you know having a time and it's it's like uh, taking a walk inside your your house, you know, slowly um, keeping myself busy. And then, but every day I do work with the puppets, and now I'm more focused on what other uh, thing can I do with the puppets. Like more thinking of what, how can we improve the performance and. Um, you know, all my shows are canceled, but it's postponed to next year. So, you know, I have a lot of new projects I'm working on. So I just uh, keep on working and working with the puppets. Sensei, I'm sorry to hear about your wrist injury. Uh, I know that you uh, are such an incredibly hard worker and to be made to not be able to work so hard is, is can be difficult. <laughs> it, um, it's like if I have um, unless my deadline is tomorrow I won't start writing my paper I'm that kind of personality so if I you know I never thought about you know doing things in advance but and also about my injury like I said in my introduction puppetry is life puppet is life for me it is part of um, my my life the way I live so touching the puppet every day is it makes me calm and it makes me also think about other possibilities of what I can do so it, it I am still you know involved in the puppet in, in a more calm way 
I like up a tree in a calm way. <laughs> That's a nice. That was my to... translation. I'm sorry. He probably didn't mean it that way, but I interpreted that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a part of his life that it's not like. Yes, you breathe it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, for people that don't know the particular form of puppetry that you do, Sensei Kuramaningyo, um, I wonder if you could explain to people uh, who are listening what it would look like to see a Kuramaningyo performance. Hi. Okay. So. About a little bit of uh, the development of Kuruma Ningyo. So in Japan, um, the puppetry has it, the traditional puppetry existed maybe five, more than 500 years ago. Um, and maybe you have heard of Bunraku style, where Bunraku uh, was created maybe around 300 years ago. And so that one was a major tradition that spread all around Japan. And there was, uh, uh, there was also one in Tokyo uh, as well. Um, and then, so the bunraku is manipulated by three puppeteers. Uh, one puppet is controlled by three puppeteers. Um, for the Kuruma Ningyo, um, we use, instead of having three puppeteers, we have one puppeteer doing the, uh, uh, animating the one puppet. And how you do that is by the feet is actually connected to the puppeteer's own feet. And the, the puppeteer's right hand is uh, controlling the puppet's right hand. Uh, and then the left hand of the puppeteer is controlling the left hand of the puppet and the head at the same time. So one puppeteer is actually controlling five parts of the puppet. And, and then they realize that, you know, these puppets are tall and uh, about one meter uh, and so they uh, found a way to uh, in order for the puppet to be centered uh, they found a way to make a cart where they actually sit sit on the cart and control the puppet so kurumaningyo means cart <laughs> So the puppeteer actually sits in this small cart and the puppeteer's feet and the puppeteer is connected. Yeah, I, uh, I, I love seeing it for the first time. Tom Lee showed me uh, how you sat on this little wheeled cart and in doing so, one person could make a puppet uh, come to life and normally there are those three people doing it and it seems so freeing and i'm curious if sensei could tell us a little bit about why his great 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 grandfather uh invented this form of puppetry what the reason behind it is mm -hmm. so during the time when um when Kuruma Ningyo was invented, most of the puppetry in the city was um, 
more going towards the, um, the countryside. Um, and slowly the performances in, uh, in the city was dying out. And so they went, um, um, when the first generation of Kuruma Ningyo started, um, um, they realized making doing uh, bunraku style puppetry needs three people and that means you need more people that also means you need to train um, a lot of people in order to make a show and so they so that's why the creation of how can we make one puppeteer um, to uh, animate one puppeteer came to their mind. And also, you might already know, but Bunraku style, Bunraku has a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to master it. You know, you say the leg takes 10 years to practice, the left hand, the head, the right arm, it's lifetime to learn. And so that's why uh, in order to create more people into the company and to make a show, uh, we invented uh, one puppeteer manipulating a one puppet. It also feels like it would be much cheaper to make those shows happen and to tour around when there's only one person per puppet as opposed to three <laughs> per puppets as well. あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
Lecherit State Park, the Grand Canyon of the East. So if you decide to go for a hike and see some of the gorges or any of the amazing waterfalls, then after you see all of these things, hike on over to the Silver Lake Brewing Project where you can try any one of their rotating selection of 11 craft beers specializing in Belgian and classic American craft styles. Sarah, that's like witchcraft, but beer, beer craft. Which is better. It is better. No one's being burned alive at the stake when you go to the Silver Lake Brewing Project. Sarah, what kind of beer craft is really tantalizing your taste buds? Right now, uh, it's definitely the Saisons. They're incredible. I would say the same for any one of their sour beers. They also have incredible IPAs and a classic Western New York cream ale. And you can come and have these beers in the tap room, which is an incredible place to visit. That was once a horse stable, and before that, a silent movie house, Sarah. Think of it, Buster Keaton riding a horse. With beer. That's right. Who wouldn't want to watch that silent movie? But if you feel like maybe you want to stay more socially distant, these beers are also available for curbside pickup, or you can sit outside on their patio and enjoy the sunshine and sip a tasty craft beer. So, Sarah... Perry, New York, is famous and getting more famous by the glass. Because we have a podcast. Well, maybe one day, Sarah, a podcast about puppetry. That's right. We're going to make it big. We're going to put the town on the map with this podcast, Sarah. But the Silver Lake Brewing Project is already helping. Check them out at www.silverlakebrewingproject.com. And we are back with more Koryu Nishikawa the fifth sensei. People often describe puppeteers, at least in America, as being masters. But I know that that's not accurate. And I'm curious if you can tell us a little bit in Japan what it means traditionally to be a master of something. Mm. I know... So for me, I, I think how to become a master or I'm not sure if there is a step or a way to be identified as master. For me, I don't think I even consider myself a sensei or a master. And, you know, I guess I call my all my teacher and my shisho, which is uh, same as calling a sensei master. And so all the people I've learned from are my masters. But for me, um, and also I think even the master themselves, I don't think they will ever even say that they are a master. Because, because um, you learn until, you, until your death, until you die. You continue to learn as long as you are always learning and um, consistently learning and teaching what you have learned, then I'm not a master. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm not sure if there is a way to become a master or a, a, a plan to become a, you know, not like a step. But there is a, I think, there you have to learn. Well, at least I am learning consistently. And so I don't con- consider myself a master. Yeah. I think I, what I love about that and also what I know about Sensei from working with him all these years uh, is there is such great 
humility in, in that because Sensei is so very good <laughs> at what he does, and he's very humble. Um, and and that uh, I feel like is comes out in his answer uh, as well because um, being a lifelong learner is part of that. You're always learning, you're always learning, and you're always trying to get better and to improve. And I, I guess I am always blown away by how. Um, skilled sensei is, but also and knowledgeable, but also how humble he is. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi. So I know sensei is always working, always studying, always teaching to try to improve. Um, but I'm also curious to when people watch you perform sensei, uh, they see that sometimes you're not even looking at the puppet. The puppet's in front of you and it seems like sometimes you are in a a higher plane almost. And I'm curious uh, if that's part of your approach to performance. I try to be in the puppet's world. Um, the you know, as the characters, Kandata's world, or the Koten, the Japanese literature, the, the script, the, the history and the age that it is in. I try to be in that, uh, that world. And I think that's similar to being an actor. You know, I act as you're playing the woman, a child, a grandpa, a grandma. You know, but the funny thing is, I, for me, it comes naturally to, to do this. So I don't consistently think I have to do this in order to act. I, it, it comes naturally to perform in this way. ことは心がけているというよりも自然にそうなってしまうだけの話なのであまり気にはしてないんですけど。And uh, it's amazing to to watch it, and I remember Sensei told me once. Um, I think he saw me trying to puppeteer, and he pulled me aside and said, uh, "You have to live the emotional journey of the puppet," mm. and that really. Uh, made things make sense for me in a way that they hadn't before. あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
observing of the world. That you have to learn always. You have to be you know, absorbed in uh, watch. Be more consistent in learning, taking all the art what is around you, consistently learning, so you yourself can be a better person and also learn so much from other people. And having done that, um, you can be a better performer. Uh, because you have multiple knowledge within yourself. And I think that part of consistently learning, that I would do until I die. Uh, I hope to do the same. <laughs> He's like, you are already doing it. Oh, well, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. I have a good teacher. Sensei, I had a question, and, and I'm curious. Uh, on the podcast, we ask puppeteers how they got into puppetry or why. And for you, Sensei, you're a fifth generation in your family of Koyunishikawas. So growing up, did you like puppetry and did you want to be a, a puppeteer? <laughs> So, you know, I thought that my family was normal. <laughs> you know, growing up, you were surrounded by um, these puppets. And, you know, my grandfather played the shamisen. And, you know, I, I thought that everybody lived the life that I had in my home. But then it turns out, that everybody has my family uh, and my background. And so I don't think when I was a kid, I really un I understood that. And that naturally, I was already in the rehearsal room, you know, with the puppets and, and the cart and, and the props. And I wasn't, you know, not like it. You know, I was just surrounded by it, so I absorbed it as much as I can. And as a as a child, uh, we were we weren't allowed to um, touch the puppet, but we were allowed to play on the cart. So all so we would go on the cart and play around, you know. And I think that was in a way they were training us in a more fundamental way because to be on the cart is the most important you know, the foundation of controlling this puppet style. And so I was learning the fundamental part as I was growing up. And, you know, when I was 15, 16, I really became a little bit shy of performing. And so there was a little bit of a time when I, I was, you know, wasn't sure. And also the idea of, this tradition passing down to you to, to say that I will be the head is, um, is a big weight on your shoulder. And so, you know, 18 until, you know, in my 20s, early 20s, I, I, I did have this, this question, this weight of, you know, this powerful meaning of what it means to to have that on your shoulder so i did you know question but at the end of the day you know i always the puppet 
this Kuruman Ningyo was always there for me, and it, it, it was the only thing left for me. And, you know, it was always, I never did, um, uh, you know, I tried other things, but it was always Papa Tree, this uh, Kuruman Ningyo first, and my life also comes second. And so it naturally, it was always um, Kuruman Ningyo was my, my life. It's, it has to be so much pressure um, to uh, go through that. Like uh, you said, the weight of feeling like you have to carry this on. And um, I know that uh, there was a time when your son, So, uh, also was curious if he wanted to be a puppeteer or not. And he now does. Uh, but I'm curious if that brought back some of those same thoughts uh, for you that you experienced when you were younger. So I think my, you know, my son is in a time when he he is thinking, he is confused. And, you know, do I do this solo performance or is it like there's a lot of approach to maintain or do puppetry and so I think there's a lot of confusion and a lot of weight again as I felt when I was younger and similar to me I didn't ask my father for advice and so I don't think he will ask for my opinion but I know how it feels to be in his position and all I can do right now is to safely wait and be there for him. Hi. So excited to talk more about your journey learning puppetry when we come back with more Koryu Nishikawa. Let's face it, puppetry is hard. It's even harder during a pandemic. The form is predicated upon people being in very close proximity to one another to puppeteer something and having an audience to see it. But the field persists, adapts, and pivots. And the New York State Puppet Festival and Shake on the Lake are doing just that in presenting their brand new online puppetry series, NYSPF at Home. This series of brand new short puppetry works made for an online, on-screen audience features some of our favorite artists, many of whom have been and will be featured on the Puppet Pod, including Andy Manjuk and Dorothy James with Bill's 44th, a Zoom birthday, Just Another Lynching, an American horror story by the artist Jagedo, Out of Office by Emma Wiseman and Emily Zemba, and a brand new multimedia puppetry piece from Tom Lee. NYSPF at Home brings puppet artists from their respective quarantines to you in your home starting in October and running through January. For more information and virtual tickets, please visit www.NewYorkStatePuppetFestival.org. That's www.NewYorkStatePuppetFestival.org. Puppetry is hard. But watching it in your home is easy with NYSPF at home. We are back with more Koryu Nishikawa the fifth. Sensei, can you talk a little mm. bit about your time at the Bunraku National Theater and what it was like to train there? Um, hi. 
えっと、まあ、So you can say that by being trained there was one of the one of the biggest life decisions that I made、um, and also the way I the career my Ningyo has evolved from that training and I,、um, I went to that、um, I think I was 23 years old when I have attended, and actually, the, the, the age limit to apply for this was from 16 to 23. And they only did、um, application once in two years. So, he, so I was in a position where I was 23 the last year. And so, next time that, that, that they were going to.、Um, Accept、uh, applicant was two years after that, so he would be 25. So, anyway, I was it was either now or never, and so I made a decision actually that time, you know, if I'm gonna regret if I went or not, or I didn't want to make any regret、um, decision, so I, I applied and I, I, you know, there was a lot of confusion of do I continue puppetry. As I have other jobs, or do I want to go professional? And so there was a lot of during that time, I was kind of trying to figure out my life. And so going there was a time where I, I made a decision, and through that, I have evolved and started developing、um, and more focusing on Kurumanigo. You've had the ability to train in other places as well, and in particular in Sweden,、mm. um, and, and doing some puppetry、uh, there. And I think it was,、uh, was marionettes that you were working with there. And I'm curious、um, how all of these forms that you've studied kind of help、uh, inform the Kurma Ningyo. えっと、まあ、基本的には、あの、いろんなことを習ったんですけども、それを使っていこうとか、やっていこうとかというのは一切なくて。So, learning different styles and learning you know, the marionette and different types of puppetry, I think it's, you know, I'm not thinking how am I,、um, how can I be a better marionette puppeteer, you know, I'm not thinking about that. あのまあ、大きな人形劇団であのいろんな人形をさせていただいたり講義もしたりあの簡単に教えること学ぶことその人形を演出すること。やはりそれもあの自分の中に取り入れるっていうことで車人形にどう生かすかっていうのはそれを考えて別に学んだわけです。The performance and the skill, that part, I, I can take it to the Kuruma Ningyo.
It's,、uh, you know, every time I watch a show, I can, I'm all constantly criticizing. Like, if I see a movie, I, I can say, oh, if you do it in a puppetry, maybe you can do it this way. So, you know, I'm all, by watching so many shows, different types of shows, different,、um, different art form, you learn from. The quality. And, and I can incorporate that into my performance. Do you, Sensei,、um, do you like marionettes? I think they are the hardest of all puppetry forms, and I'm curious for you、um, how you took to it or, or didn't take to it.、Mm. I also think, you know, actually, besides Kuruma Ningyo, other puppetry style for me is really difficult. Other styles. And one of the reasons why marionettes and other styles are difficult for me is because the position, of the point of view is different, right? So if I'm doing Kuruma Ningyo, I'm, I'm, my head is behind the puppet's head. And so I'm already used to envisioning the where the puppet is looking at by being behind the puppet.、But、if you're doing marionette, and that means the position of your, you know, I'm looking at the puppet, the top of the puppet's head, and I have to envision how the puppet is looking from that angle. And that's Quite challenging, and that's similar to a rod puppet. You know, if you're holding the rod,、um, you, that's also in a different position. So, you know, I, I, I say, Kuruma Ningyo,、uh, I can do that puppetry, but other styles are really difficult for me.、Uh, it's nice to hear that even you, Sensei, are human. Sensei ga, sono, chigao ningyo. のスタイルが難しいっておっしゃっていたので、先生もあの人間なんだなってすごい思います。<笑>そのなんか人間なんだ。<笑> I can't translate that part. The, the 先生 is you like he has other challenges like a human. Yeah. Like a, he's like all of us. He's, he's like everyone else. He's not a superhero. How your puppeteering, how the puppet is looking. And for me, it's really, I can envision when I'm puppeteering the, the way I am doing it and the way the audience views me, the puppet. So it's easy for me to, to be in that position of you know, having a mirror as if I, you know, you're seeing yourself. But other, other styles, I,、um, I don't. I cannot do that yet. And I think it comes naturally、um, when your emotion and the puppet is, in, is one, you can see yourself,、um, you can envision perf- mm-hmm. performing. Mm-hmm. 
um, since you have done so many amazing things in your career, um, is there anything that you are most proud of? うん、数は実はあるんですけども、例えばまあ通常うちの古典的なお芝居っていうのはまあもちろんあの心に残る声もありますけども、あのその他に一度だけチャレンジしたえっとオペラと一緒にやったマダムバタフライとかですね。Ok
get to this last part of the podcast, which we call the Puppet Hot Pot or Puppet Shabu Shabu. The Puppet Shabu Shabu. So we'll ask you some quick questions and then you just answer them uh, as quickly as you can. Quickly. Hi. <laughs> okay. Number one. Um, where is your favorite place that you've traveled in the world with your work? Okay, so I, I have so many so many places I've traveled. I love so many, but I would say the most memorable place is uh, maybe Mexico. Ooh. <laughs> Always wanted to go to Mexico. What is uh, the hardest part about being a puppeteer? Well, um, shine your heart. Mm. Like, that's, sorry, I'm, I di- directly translated, but, you know, shaping your heart to continue being a better person. Ooh, I love that. That is the best advice that we should give everyone in the world right now. What do you look forward to the most when the pandemic is over? Well, my goal is, you know, to finish the, to continue making and working on Akutagawa show and making show with you, Josh, and continue, um, continue creating. Cannot wait for that. Um, have you developed any new hobbies during quarantine? I, like I said before, my hobby, I don't have any hobbies. Um, my hobby is my puppet, my life is puppet. I lead. So, oh, maybe I am a little boring person, but um, yeah. Not boring at all. What is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you during a performance? Uh, whether it's like a puppet breaking or falling off a cart or, or something like that. Yes, there's stories of, you know, breaking the puppet and um, uh, that happening during performance. But actually, the most, the one I can remember the most is um, uh, sleeping during the performance. <laughs> sensei? If, sensei uh, was sleeping? Sensei ga desu ka? So the puppet was so it's so yes, it's me. I actually slept. Um, the puppet was actually sleeping. So so I actually really slept with the puppet for a few seconds. Oh, that's amazing. Um, do you have any advice for young puppeteers that that want to get into to puppetry? So puppetry, maybe people as, um, associate with um, kids show and, um, uh, you know, entertainment for children, but to view puppetry as part of art and to... to to see many possibilities and 
でき,できればいいなとは思ってますけど、そういうあのぜひ。You know, see beyond what is possible. I want the puppet, young puppeteers to envision that and to believe that they can create、um, something new and inventive. And, and、um, I, I want them to, to believe in that. I do too. <laughs>、uh, sensei, arigato gozaimasu. Ah, thank you. Thank you.、Uh, Thank you for your time.、Uh, this was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The Puppet Pod, hosted by Josh Rice and me, Sarah Stabley. Produced and engineered by also me, Sarah Stabley. Additional editing by Josh Marks. Theme song and incidental music by Seth Forgolzia. Additional music by Hazar and Scott Holmes. Executive produced by Dixon Place and the New York State Puppet Festival, a program of Shake on the Lake and Josh Rice Projects. Support is provided by Dixon Place, the Jim Henson Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, and the Arts Council for Wyoming County Community Arts Grant. This decentralization program is made possible in part with funds from the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of Governor Andrew Cuomo and the New York State Legislature, administered in Wyoming County by the Arts Council for Wyoming County. To make donations, please visit shakeonthelake.org or dixonplace.org. For more information about the artists featured on our podcast, please visit www.thepuppetpod.com. <laughs>